in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. Christianity is very simple. Though it takes great effort, Christianity itself is very simple. And it's very simple because all it is is the confession that God is with us. All it is is believing what Jesus said himself when Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. All these miracles that Jesus does are to teach us this basic instruction, to understand this basic message. And also these miracles are to teach us how to live, how to live a life in faith, how to live a life of conviction, because we cannot be in God's presence without conviction and without faith. We always need to understand that God is with us now and will always be with us in the times of calm and in the times of travail. God is always with us. Now we see this lesson in this morning's miracle that you all know of Jesus walking on the water. There are many lessons in this gospel, but let's talk about three of them. The first one is something that Jesus did before he walked on the water. It came after he had made the bread, the five loaves and the two fish into enough food to feed the 5,000. And remember, the people glorified him, and the people wanted to make him even a king, one of the Gospels says. But Jesus would have nothing of that. That is not his interest at all to be a king of the world. It says that immediately Jesus sent his disciples ahead of him to go to the other side of the lake And Jesus went up into the mountain to pray. Jesus shows us, this is the first lesson, he shows us the life of a Christian is making intentional time to be in God's presence. In other words, making intentional time to pray. Whether that be in liturgical prayer, whether that be prayer with words and with fixed prayers, whether that be speaking to God from the heart, whether that be merely being in silence, I should not say merely being in silence, but being in silence so to be in the presence of God. Jesus made this intentional time to do so. Now for Jesus, because he is perfectly faithful to the Father, of one will with the Father, his His bread is to do the will of the Father. This comes naturally to Jesus. Jesus didn't have to, even though he intentionally went to pray, he did not force himself. He did not drag himself. He did not make excuses that if I don't go to pray, something bad's going to happen to me. He did so because it is natural to him because he is not fallen. The natural state of man is to be in sabbatical, to take a sabbatical, to be at rest with our God, 
whether it be intentionally for a few times during the week, or at all times, our goal that we can look forward to if we put in the effort to do so, is that we can have, even though we go to our labors during the week, is to have a constant state of rest, a constant state of calm, a constant sabbatical, a constant assurance, even when things are difficult, that we know because God is with us. Again, this is a simple message of Christianity, that God is with us. The second lesson is that God is always present even when we do not see him with our eyes. Let's look at the story here today. Jesus, again, has gone to the mountain. The disciples have gone into the boat. Jesus is over here. The disciples are way over there in the middle of the lake. In the lake, they start filling the storm. I'm sure they're thinking about when that other time when Jesus was with them in a boat in the storm and he woke up and calmed the, calmed the seas. I'm sure they were wishing, boy, I wish Jesus was with, here, with, here, with us here now. And the lesson of this is that Jesus was with them. Even when he was on the mountain, he was in, they were in Jesus' mind. Even though they were far off on the lake, they were under Jesus' care. This is why Jesus shows up mystically, miraculously, on the water at the fourth hour of the night, the middle of the night, and appears to them. He wants to show them that he is always with them, even if he's not there physically. We say the same thing in our liturgy several times, that we say that, God, you are invisibly present among us. He is still among us, as much as if he is standing here in the flesh right next to us. God is with us always. This is a reality. Though we may not see him physically in the flesh, he is still with us. And so Jesus appears to the fishermen. The, the fishermen are terrified. They think it's a ghost. They cry out in fear. Then Jesus says to them, do not fear. It is I. He made it plainly clear that Jesus is with them. And then Peter says, listen to this. If it is you... Bid me to come out and walk. St. Paul is still trying, I'm sorry, St. Peter is still trying to comprehend this. And Jesus calls him out in the water. And, 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 and St. Peter starts to walk on the water. And he has, and he is walking on the water. Now, another lesson of this is that when we understand that Jesus is truly present among us, this is a lesson, a habit, a way of thinking that we can great, get great benefit if we can learn this. When Jesus is around us and we understand that he around, is around us, the natural response from us is calm, courage, assurance that all will be well, even if things presently are going terrible that any trouble is temporary and can be endured 
and can be surpassed when we understand that Jesus is in our presence we as one father says are in the world but we are not of the world when we have a trust and conviction that Jesus is with us and that the things that he promised us are to be in fact are happening now then we have this assurance that anything can be navigated. In Hebrew, St. Paul says, maybe you've heard this before, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen. This is what the Christian life is. We trust now, knowing that God will reward later, but we nonetheless walk in faith following Christ. Now the third and final lesson, again the the third of the many lessons of this gospel, is that we can draw near to God by remembering him. Christos, a nice Greek word, anamnesis. The word anamnesis means in Greek memory. Now, we don't think of the modern way of memory, like, I remembered where I put my car keys, right? Anomnesis, in the Greek understanding, is to call to mind, so to put yourself in the presence of God, and so to call God into your presence, to come together as one. This is what we, as Christians, can do. Not that we might be able to do, not that we even should do, we can do right now. And the whole liturgy is full of anomnesis. It's full of calling our memory to God and calling God to act with us or calling upon the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit coming upon us. Make this bread, we say, into the body of our Christ. We call to the Holy Spirit. We remember the Holy Spirit. Make this wine into the blood of our Christ. This is anomnesis. This is what we do. This is necessary for us to be in God's presence. St. Saint Saint, Saint Peter, when he got out of the boat, he had this memory. He had this anomnesis. He forgot the world. God was in front of him and he walked on the water. When he forgot... He started to perish. He started to sink. Then he remembered and said, Lord, have mercy. Come upon me, Lord. And then the Lord picked him up again. This gospel passage is a microcosm of all of our lives and our spiritual lives. This is necessary to live a life that is with God and that is God-pleasing. Again, St. Paul says in Hebrews chapter 11, He says, without faith, without this memory, anomnesis, it is impossible to please God. For he he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that God rewards those who diligently seek him. Remembering God is seeking God. Being here in God's presence is seeking God. We can be here in body, 
and our mind can be all over the place, and then we are not remembering God. It is not enough just to remember God. It is that we have to be in his presence and call upon him. This is a great privilege that we have as Orthodox Christians. Even in the, in the liturgical language, it says that it's bold. It's boldness. But we have this privilege of being bold to call upon our God and call him our Father. What do we say before we say the Lord's Prayer? Let us call God, let us with boldness, without fear of condemnation, call upon our Father. And then we say the Lord's Prayer. But we Christians, we trust God. We have faith in him. We know about him. We know that he loves us. We know that he is compassionate. We know that his, his desire is to save us and not condemn us. So we have this boldness, even though we are sinners, to come and call upon our Lord and draw near and enjoy our fellowship and our communion with our good and loving and man-befriending God.